that my mind is a spiritual entity. My mind is first and foremost spiritual. Hallelujah. Don't see your mind as a natural entity. Don't see your mind as a physical organ. If you do that, the devil will whip you every day, every time, anywhere, any place. And you can fast in the kingdom come until you understand that your mind is first and foremost spiritual. You have no defense against the attacks of the enemy. Hallelujah. If the enemy is going to attack you, it's going to be in the area of the mind. If a Christian will be defeated, he will be defeated in the mind. In the mind. Hallelujah. The, the only way the enemy will have access to your life is in the mind. It's in the mind. So if we were to analyze things in the order of importance, the first and foremost part of us, where we ought to pay attention, should be the mind. Should be what? The mind. Until the mind is certain, until the mind is aligned with divinity, until the mind begins to sink with the life that it was intended to live, the mind will remain in struggles and in defeat. So, Many years ago, probably millions or billions of years, we don't know the stuff. They are saying probably it's about 7,000 years ago since the creation of this earth. We don't know. But when God created the first man, He issued an instruction. He said, You will eat, you may eat any fruit in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge and of evil, thou shalt not eat. Because the day you eat of it, you will surely die. So, to understand what God was saying, look at the word knowledge. First, which part of you is capable of assessing knowledge? Which part of you possesses knowledge? Which part of you is capable of attaining knowledge? Retaining knowledge is your mind. Hallelujah. It's the mind. So, in other words, God was warning them that the day we eat this food, something dangerous will happen to your mind. Your mind will die. You will experience a blackout. You will experience a total, you will be a total person from that time. You will no longer be this. You see, God is the word you will surely die. And I believe that the faculties of Adam and Eve were so affected that it affected their spirit man. So God could not have a relationship with Adam and Eve. God could not have a relationship with Adam and Eve. It is the same in this dispensation. A mother is not born again, is spiritually dead. A spirit man is dead. His spirit is not alive, and his mind is dark. His mind is what? Dark. Amen? His mind is what? Dark. There are so many scriptures to prove that. Any man who is not born again, any man who has not made Jesus his Lord and Savior, their spirit is dead, their minds are darkened. 
Their minds are what? Dark. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it's my prayer that as we go through this series, the Holy Spirit will, will give us a correct understanding how to align our minds with divinity and how to synchronize our minds with the mind of Christ. And when that takes place, when that happens, I can guarantee you by the church of God's word, you are going to live a victorious life. And I believe so many research has been gone into this issue of mind. The great woman of God, Joyce Meyer wrote a book, The Battlefield of the Mind. One of the most read books Probably maybe after the Bible is a book called As a Man Thinketh, which a lot of secular people are using that book to generate untold wealth, to generate financial you know, breakthroughs as a man thinker. It's an old book. I want to appeal to us that until we accept this scripture truth that our minds are spiritual and your mind plays a very vital role in your spiritual life, God will not mean much to you. You won't experience God much. In Romans chapter 1, we are told that when they knew God, they did not want to retain him or glorify him as God. They were not thankful, so they became vain in their imagination and their foolish heart was darkened. The word heart there is the mind. So a man who is not born again carries a dark mind. That mind is capable of anything. But it all began in the Garden of Eden. It all began in the Garden of Eden where God told them of the three of the knowledge of good and evil. So inside this tree contains the knowledge of good. Inside this tree contains the knowledge of evil. So one, you have one tree capable of making you see or making you possess good and evil at the same time. Knowing good and evil at the same time. So man was born to only know good, not evil. Man was born to know only good. Man was not born to know evil. But God planted that tree, gave man a choice to not eat it. Because the day you eat it, you will surely die. And what was the tree? It was the knowledge of good and evil. And wait a minute. In Genesis chapter 3, the devil told Adam and Eve, God knows that the day you will eat of this fruit, your eyes will be opened. You will be like God. You will be like what? God. You will know good and evil. You will be like God, knowing good and evil. 
So how did the, 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 what caused man to eat the fruit or the woman to eat the fruit was the word God. You will be like God. Knowing good and evil. So the woman wanted to be like God. She ate the fruit and gave it to Adam. Adam also ate it. Now, do you know this, that as soon as they ate, the scripture said their eyes were open? Their eyes were what? Open. So now, if their eyes were open, when God was communicating with Adam, were their eyes not open? Were their eyes not open? Were they not seeing God? When they were talking to them, the, now, the scripture said, when the woman saw the fruit was good, and to be desired for food. So when the scripture used the word, their eyes were open, it's not their physical eyes. Something happened to their soul. Something happened to their mind. It was them, their minds opened into a realm that was not to be so. So because of that, we have so many religions. We have psychology. That believe that your mind is your God. We have an aquatic group called Illuminatis. And that word simply means to open your eyes to see. To do what? To see. And almost every aquatic group, let me say this, almost every aquatic group, what they do is to open your mind to the supernatural. Every other group, every satanic group, what they do is to open your mind to the supernatural. So let me say this. You will either be rich or poor on this earth <laughs> if your mind remains close to the supernatural or remain open to the supernatural. You can fast all you want to fast. You can pray all you want to pray. If the mind is not open spiritually, you will remain poor. So in the kingdom of darkness, the devil has endeavored to open the minds of his agents to things in the realm of the spirit. So whilst you are now using our ordinary brains, to figure things out, they are access to information that you and I don't have. They are aware of sequence of events that are about to happen. Life is spiritual. Say with me, life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. And until you are spiritually in alignment, life here on earth will be a struggle. And thank God your spirit is born again. Your spirit is in union with God. The Holy Spirit resides in your spirit. But for your mind, there needs to be a lot of work. There must be a lot of work. Praise the Lord. So, in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, let's begin our sermon from there. I'm going to take that little foundations. I'm not going to rush. But I believe that it time has come for believers to wake up 
and understand the grace of the mind when it comes to redemption. So in Second Corinthians chapter 10, Paul says something here. Verse 1 to 6. Now I, Paul, myself, beseech you by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, who is present, who in presence are abased among you, but in absence are bold towards you. But I beseech you, you see the word beseech, every time you see the word beseech, it means I beg you. That's the literal meaning. I beseech you. I beg you. Is that not it? I beg you. I beg you. There are other words you can use, but that's the literal word. This same word was what Paul used in Romans chapter 12. We'll come to Romans chapter 12. And I want to understand the writings of Paul, the inside of Paul. I want you to understand the uniqueness of Paul's writings and pay attention to some words that he used in his writings. So here, he began that, Now I, Paul, must beseech you, I am begging you, by the meekness and gentleness of Christ, Who in present am abased among you, but being absent and bold towards you. And he repeated again, but I beseech you that I may not be bold when I am present without confidence. When we are think to be bold against some, we think of us as if we walk according to the flesh. Now, so Paul made two words, I beseech you, and that he brought the last word. Who walk? He said, "These people think that we are walking according to the what? To the flesh." So I want you to pay attention to what Paul made that statement according to the flesh. Praise the Lord. Now in verse three, we are told, "For though we walk in the flesh, Paul is saying that even though we are walking in the flesh, the weapons and we do not walk after the flesh." For the weapons of our warfare are not kind of mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. So even though we are in the flesh, the war is not in the flesh. There are weapons that God has given us, and these weapons are mighty to God to the pulling down of strongholds. Verse 5, you know what to say this? Casting down imaginations. And have a heart that is not itself against the knowledge of God. Against the knowledge of whom God. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. And having in readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience, your obedience is fulfilled. So Paul outlines something here that the war that we are confronted with is a war of the mind. It's a war of what? The mind. Now, before I go further, let me take you to Ephesians chapter 6. The scripture says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, and thou wilt wrestle there. Simple means do not be swayed away. Thou wilt wrestle was translated wrongly. Because the truth of the matter is that you cannot wrestle with a spiritual being. You cannot wrestle with a demonic being. This is this is Jesus is the one who defeated the, 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 the demonic beast. He did a public 
make show of their defeat. He stripped them of their powers. He took the keys of hell and death from them. So what we need to do is not to wrestle against them. But the scripture used the word be not be swayed. To be swayed means that you are standing upright and they bend you sideways or front or back. That means that you are no longer abiding in the knowledge of the truth. Praise the Lord. So in scriptures, the only warfare that man, a believer needs to engage in, is a mental one. And the mind is spiritual. It's a mental one and the mind is what? The mind is spiritual. Praise the Lord. Alright. Go back to Genesis chapter 3. When God told them Genesis chapter 2 not to eat the food, the knowledge of evil and good. The knowledge of what? Evil and good. The fruit of the knowledge of evil and good. You remember that the devil came in chapter 3. And that is where the warfare began. Chapter 3, the devil came and said, Did God say? So the devil did not come with any weapon. The devil did not come with any frightening words. He came to play the mind game. He came to do what? To play the mind game. When Jesus was sent to the wilderness to be tempted, every temptation of Jesus was mental. If you are the Son of God, did you see that? There was no physical engagement. There was no physical fight. Were there physical fights? No. No physical fight. So a believer with the mentality that he's going to fight with the devil physically, you are, you are wasting time. It's a mind game. The battle of the believer is a mind game. Say with me, the battle of the believer is the mind game. Or let's say another word. The battle of the believer is the mind game. So he, he who understands the mind will win. The person who understands how to play the game, the mind game will win. And I want to say this, even in the natural, the reason why the West is more developed and superior <laughs> than the rest of the world is the mind game. Is what? Is a mind game. If it is through the natural, it is through the spiritual. If the great man of God believed said this, he who controls your mind controls your life. He who controls your mind controls your destiny. So until we give adequate attention to the mind, you will fast and pray, you will rebuke and bind, you will cast down, and the devil will still be holding you captive. The devil will still be holding, the devil hold you captive. And that is what is happening in the church. Because the church thinks that they can pray their way out of mental renewal. That's not true. That's not true. The, 
The war is in the mind, and the mind is spiritual. I will never forget. The Lord showed Kenavigan a vision of a woman, a pastor's wife. A demon came and sat on her shoulder and whispered into her mind, You are so beautiful. You will have been doing better in the world. You can sing so good. Your music will have gone so far. You will have been famous. You will have been all of that. She repeated that thought. And then the devil left. And the devil came back again and spoke the same words. But after a while, she began to think about it. She began to think about it. She began to give attention to it. And as she thought, so she became. As a man thinketh, so is he. Amen? Amen. It was worse. The, the, the demon sat on her shoulder and fired those words into her mind. You are so beautiful that you have been making it in Hollywood. You have been very famous. You have been having wealth and riches. That's all. That is all the devil needed to say. That's all. But she allowed her mind to bruise on those words. And that after a while, darkness began to form in her mind. And then a door was opened in her mind. Then the rest of darkness stepped in. And other demons came in. Make no mistake. Until you accept this truth that your mind is spiritual and you begin to look for spiritual help as far as your mind is concerned, you live a defeated life. So the devil came. The devil attacked Adam and Eve not by throwing punches, no. A simple question. Did God say you should not eat of any food? Did God say that is all he did. Decose. Decose. So the same thing Paul is saying here. The weapons of our warfare, they are not carnal. They are mighty. And they can put down imaginations. Imaginations are words spoken to our minds by the money forces. The Holy Ghost is not in your mind. So your mind is vulnerable. The enemy can come and speak into your mind. So if the mind is not properly taken care of, in a day, you could have so many kinds of demons firing their arrows, their words into your mind. For example, let's say you have financial, financial challenges. You could have demons of poverty come to you. And they will find those ones. You see, you don't have enough in your bank account, so you cannot undertake that project. You can't buy this. You can't afford this. You can't. You can't. You can't. You can't. And then you will start to entertain those thoughts. And as a man thinketh, so is he. It's a golden spiritual rule. Whatever goes on in your mind is actually what is happening in the realm of the spirit. So you cannot think opposite of God's word and be blessed. You cannot. 
So ring warfare is casting down the words the enemy has spoken to our mind. If your mind was a physical organ, the enemy has not asked us to read. Do you know that? If your mind was a physical organ, the enemy would have asked, you won't have access to your body. Because it is a spiritual entity. It can whisper words into your mind. And then when you entertain those words, it now has access to enter into your body through your mind. So your mind is the gateway to demonic entrance into your body. Put that statement down. Your mind is what? Your mind is the gateway to spiritual entrance into your body. Demons can only enter into your body through your mind. Demons can only enter into your body through your mind. So a Christian who will not pay attention to his mind, a Christian who will not go for the knowledge of God's word, who will not meditate on God's word, who will not give his mind to the recross spiritual exercise of the word of God. You are vulnerable. You are not stable. In fact, you are dangerous. You know, Paul said, he said, you are yet carnal. Paul called the church in Corinthians a carnal church. Even though they were speaking in tongues, they were prophesying, they are the gift of the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, the same of spirit, they are all the prophetic gifts, the power gifts, the gifts of utterance manifested in their church. Paul called them carnal Christians. Who is a carnal Christian? A carnal Christian is a Christian who is ruled by his flesh. His mind is not developed. He does not exercise his mind in the case of God. His mind is vulnerable to demonic activities. He can entertain the Holy Ghost in one way, the next week is exercising with the devil. He's having lunch with the devil. He can be just singing and dancing, the next week is in the nightclub. He can watch a Christian movie right now. The next minute he's listening to the letters released by Beyonce and the rest. They say, well, it's not a just having fun. No, you're not having fun. They are being controlled. They are being engineered by demonic activities. Hallelujah. So the warfare started in Genesis chapter 3. When both are here, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not walk after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not kind of a mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. This warfare began in Genesis chapter 3. And the devil never came with any weapon. He came with words. He came with what? Words. Do you notice that the same way he took the devil, he took Adam and Eve, in the same way he came against Jesus, it was food. The God said you should not eat. And Jesus was hungry, he came. If you are the Son of God, turn these stones to what? To bread. The devil is not powerful as we make him to be. The scripture says he's very crafty, he's very cunning, he's a twister. 
The power the devil has is corrupted. That power cannot work effectively against you if you know what to do. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So your mind is a spiritual entity. And when the woman saw the fruit was good, to the desire of, she ate it and gave it to the husband. And the scripture said, their eyes were opened. Their eyes were opened. It wasn't their physical eyes, it was their mind. It was what? Their mind. God wanted that part of them to be closed. But he opened it. And when that part of them were opened, from that time the enemy became the God of this world. So the enemy began to rule man from the mental realm. The enemy began to rule man from what? From the mental realm because the spirit died. The spirit was no longer in union with God. The spirit could not fellowship with God again. Did you see that? The mind was one of and God does not live in your mind. He lives in your spirit. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. God is in your spirit. The Holy Ghost dwells in your spirit, not in your mind. So when Adam and Eve ate that food, their spirit died. God could not commune with them like Christ. God could not commune with them like Christ. Now their minds are opened, they thought their minds are opened, Satan entered their mind and he became the God of this world. That's how that title was given to him. The God of what? This world. Oh, do you want to see something? Go ahead with Isaiah Corinthians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say me, I have the mind of Christ. My mind is fully spiritual. Connected to divinity. Renewed everything. Empowered everything. Transformed everything. To live like Christ here on earth. Hallelujah. Listen, this last is God, the church is going to rule practically. The church will rule practically. I heard a testimony about a young teenage girl. They met, they, they met a witch. And he says, she mentioned this one. He said, Jesus loves you so much. He said, I want you to know that I'm a witch. I will never, never have anything to do with Jesus. And the woman, the young girl, the teenage girl said, to prove to you that he really loves you, you have so, so, so cancer stage three or something like that, you're about to die. The witch asked up open, who told you? How did you know that? And do you know that she was set free, delivered, accepted Jesus as a Lord and Savior? Instantly. The reason why we cannot see in the realm of the spirit is because of the mind. When they ate the fruit, their eyes open. Is that what it is? Their eyes open. But if you go to Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18, Paul was praying one particular prayer for the newborn. The eyes of your understanding be opened. Hallelujah. Did you see that? The eyes of what? Your understanding be opened. The eyes of your mind be opened. The eyes of 
because the wine that God gave to man in Genesis, the enemy closed it when Adam and Eve ate the fruit. So their eyes were rather open to evil, and the devil took over ownership of them. He blinded the part of man that could see. The part of man that was in communion with God. The part of man that related to God. Darkness came. As soon as Adam and Eve ate that fruit, darkness invaded their minds. So the part that they could see was the one that the devil has access to. So he became the God of this world. So look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Hallelujah. Verse 1 point. Therefore, say we have this ministry. As we have received mercy, we thank not. But as we know the hidden things of dishonesty, and walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commend ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Listen to what is that? In the, in the eyes of God. Conscience, eyes. Conscience, mind. Subconscious, the deep organs of the mind. Are you getting it? Does it make sense to you? Now watch here. Look at what it says in If our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to them that are lost. How are they lost? They are as lost as Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. As soon as Adam and Eve had that food, they were lost. Instantly lost. They lost God. Their spirit. Look at, look at what the scripture says. In whom the God of this one has what? Blinded their minds. Did you see that? Blinded their minds. So the day Adam and Eve ate that food, their minds, the part of the minds that God opened, that they were supposed to be in communication with God, ready to God, fellowship with God, serving God, became blind. So the enemy took over. And because the mind is the door to demonic activities in a man's life, the devil took over the conscience of man, the subconscious of man. The devil took over the mind. That's what the scripture called the God of this world. They call him what? The God of this world. Because he said in Matthew chapter 5, the world of the temptations, he said that for I will give to you all the kingdoms of this earth and the glory thereof, if you will bow down and worship me. And he said, For this has been delivered unto me. This that the day Adam and Eve ate that food and their minds, that part of their minds were blinded. The devil became the God of this world. Adam could not rule again. Adam could not be the one of this earth. Adam could not be the one of this world. It's a mind game. The warfare is a mind game. The warfare is a mind game. Oh, come on, say it loud and clear. Say it loud and clear. The one who has attended on the mind wins. That is what people in Africa have prayed and they are tired. They have prayed all kinds of prayer, all kinds of Midnight, you know, morning, night, after they tell everything. Nothing has changed. Nothing has changed. 
Your mind is your natural life. In scriptures, sometimes when you see the word heart, it refers to your mind. But if you see the word soul, it means your mind. Your soul is your natural life. And God breathed into man, and man became a what? A living soul. Did you see that? God breathed into man, and man became a living That is the faculties of man. man. His mind, his intellect, his ability, his wisdom, his knowledge, his will, his desires become alive. That man will rule practically here on earth. He said, he said, be fruitful, replenish, and have dominion over every living thing. As a result of what? The soul, which is a mind. Man became a living soul to rule, to have dominion over everything. So if your mind, if you don't align your mind with the word of God, if you don't align your mind with God, if you don't synchronize, synchronize your mind with God's word, you have no dominion. You believe in that in your oppressions. Hallelujah. That's what Paul said, I beseech you, Romans chapter 12. He used that word again. I beseech you. So in Romans in, in Corinthians chapter 10. When Paul used those two words, I beseech you, I beseech you, Paul was saying, I beg you, when it comes to this issue of warfare, it is my time. He said, I am begging you, your spiritual warfare is mental. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. When Jesus was coming, according to Isaiah, and in the King James Version, he said, The Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The Spirit of wisdom, knowledge, counsel. The Spirit of understanding. <laughs> and then King James, and I've not seen any other translation, I'm going to recite that why King James repeated that way. And shall make him of quick understanding. He said, The Spirit of understanding, and shall make him of what? Quick understanding. That's the difference between Jesus. As a man and all of us. He had understanding, but the scripture said it was what? A quick one. So, my father, I receive quick understanding. Or say that to the father, I receive quick understanding. Quick understanding of spiritual things. Quick understanding of your word. Quick understanding of your voice. Quick understanding of your directions. Hallelujah. He says, shall make him of quick understanding. Shall make him of quick. And the next thing he says that he will not join after his flesh or his sight. Praise the Lord. And I think that's the problem of Africa. Nobody is using their mind. Their minds are blinded. That somebody is asking you to vote for him and he's giving you what? Money. And the next eight years he sits on your soul, he sits on your person. And you come back and you complain. And the same thing will happen. And it will keep happening. You see, until we, 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 we realize that the mind is the natural life, you will remain under the yoke of suffering. Praise the Lord. 
blinded the minds of them. So when Adam and Eve ate that fruit, their minds became what? Dark. Dark. Pure darkness invaded their minds. And the devil is a man of darkness. Jesus said, those who walk in the light, they bring their deeds to the light. So the light can expose their deeds. They come into the light. Those who are the light, they come into the light. The enemy will never come to the light. He hates the light. He cannot abide the light. The spirit, he abides in darkness. He abides where? In darkness. So because he darkened the mind of mankind, he became the God. Because in darkness, Satan rules supreme. In darkness, who rules? In darkness, who rules? <laughs> Colossians chapter 1, verse 13. He said, Who has delivered us from what? The authority of darkness. Don't think that darkness is referring to her. No, it's referring to the one that was planted in your mind. Since the day of your fall. Who has delivered us from the power, the authority, the control of darkness? The devil is the master of darkness. He rules in darkness. He oppresses in darkness. So when the mind of Adam and Eve became dark, he became the god of this world. So that is why he qualifies to be given that title, the god of this world. He told Jesus that was given to him. <laughs> Hallelujah. So that's what Paul said. The weapons of our warfare, they are not coming They are mighty to God. The pulling down of imaginations. The imagination deaths are the darkness. They are the darkness that the enemy has planted in the soulish man. They are the darkness the enemy has planted in the mind. Thank you, Jesus. So, as we, as we born again Christians in Ephesians, the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, you see Paul. He said, Ever since he heard of their faith in Christ, he ceased not to pray for them day and night. And the main prayer point Paul was praying for them was that the eyes of the understanding will be there. Because Paul knew that is where the battle is. Paul knew that that's where the battle is. That this will be even though they are born again, but if that part of them is not open, if that part of them, if that darkness is not gone, they won't need any meaningful Christian life. So Paul in Ephesians says, now Philippians, is it Ephesians or Philippians? Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are of good report, do what? Think on these things. Do what? Think on these things. Why? Because as a man thinks, so is he. There is nothing more of, there is nothing pure than the word of God. There is nothing holy more than the word of God. There is nothing lovely more than the word of God. There is nothing more just than the word of God. So the word of God is the only authorized instrument to deliver the mind. So with the word of God. It is the only authorized instrument to deliver the mind. To clear the darkness out of the mind. 
to make the mind new. Hallelujah. The word of God is the only authorized concrete instrument to make the word new. To make the mind new. Nothing can make the mind new except the word. Praise the Lord. So like we said Sunday, when you encounter the word of God and you begin to study the word of God, you what? New cells are created in your brain cells, neurons. And if it is, for example, let's say somebody is not able to walk in love, as he begins to study God's word and he begins to understand that the love of God has been poured into his heart. And now, imagine a, a Christian committing that scripture to his mind, writing that scripture in his mind. The love of Christ has been poured into my heart by the Holy Ghost. I have the capacity to love my God. New source of love is being created in his mind. New source of what? Love is created. And sooner or later, these cells will develop, will become strong, and will be a travel force of God's love. The same is true. If you meditate on hate, that's what will happen. Scientists and they are just discovering neurons that it is possible for new, new neurons to be created. But this has been written thousands of years ago in scriptures. That whatever state you want to be, if you commit your mind to it, according to God's word, that's what you become. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So now in Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 29, in 11 chapter 9, God says something so profound. He said, for I know the plans that I have for you. But I love this translation that says, I know the thoughts that I take towards you. It's a thought of good and not evil. To give you a hope and a future. In other words, your future is rooted in the thoughts of God for your life. Your glorious future, your well-being, your prosperity, your success is packaged in the thoughts of God for your life. And in this world, there's only one book that contains the thoughts of God. And that is the word of God. That is the word of God. So that is why we said, until you align your thoughts with his thoughts. Remember what he said in Isaiah? He said, my thoughts are higher than what your thoughts. Why? Because that time man was not capable of thinking like God. Man was not capable of having the thoughts of God. But now that Jesus came and died for us, and gave us the ability to assess God's mind, the thoughts of God becomes ours. You can align your thoughts with Him. You can align your thinking with His thinking. You can synchronize your mind with the mind of Christ. And the scripture repeated it so clearly. In so many instances in scriptures, they say, Who have known the mind of God that He may instruct Him? But we have what? The mind of Christ. We have the mind of Christ. And then He said in Timothy, He has not given us the spirit of fear, 
to enter into bondage again. Do you see that? But the spirit of love, power, and the next thing is on the word sound mind. Do you see that? Sound mind. Sound mind. Sound mind. So as you link your mind with the mind of Christ, new cells of love, new cells of joy, kindness, peace, righteousness, holiness will be formed in you. Driving you to live by Christ. There is no book on this earth that is capable of aligning the mind with divinity except scriptures. There is no book on this earth and now that is the reason why people go into a courtism. Because they are trying to reach something beyond human. So they go into a consciousness and communism, and then they can only assess the second realms, the second heaven. But to assess the deeper realms of God, they have no access. That's why we can deal with them here. We can rebuke those demons operating against them. We can command those demons to leave them. We can torture them. So many Christians are afraid of this supporting me. No, no, no. Because we have yet understood the mind, our minds are still limited. When your mind is open, when your understanding is open, I mean, Simon the sorcerer in Acts chapter 8, when he saw Philip preach Christ, he saw Philip, the sorcerer, he was the illuminator of his days, or he was a lord, or maybe let's use the other one, what is the name, the popular one? Freemason. He was their leader. The scripture said for a long time he bewitched the city of Samaria. In fact, that one was Paul. So there was one in, in, in Africa 8 that has to do with Philip and the one of Paul. Now, watch this. He said when he saw the miracles, he saw the manifestation of God's power, he repented. He left, he left United instance. He left them. He left. He left. I want to make this bold declaration. Until your mind is purely in alignment with God, manifesting the power of God will be difficult. Manifesting the power of God will be what? Will be difficult. Do you know how God blessed Abraham? He caused Abraham to see in the mind. As far as your eyes can see. There was nowhere Abraham's eyes can see far. Abraham to see it in his mind. Look to the north, look to the south, look to the east, look to the west, as far as your eyes can see. That's how you giving you the love. Can you count the stars? Abraham tried to count it. He was getting confused, but so he has to use his mind. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So my mind is spiritual. And from today, I will take spiritual responsibilities to make my mind new every day. My mind is spiritual. And from today, I will take spiritual responsibilities to make my mind new every day. That's what Paul said in Romans chapter 12. He said, I beg you, by the message of God, that you present yourselves, your bodies as a living sacrifice. Verse 2. And be not conformed.
world, but being transformed by the renewing. And you see the word renewing is a continuous process, continuous present tense. So every day the mind has to be renewed. The mind has to be renewed. Praise the Lord. Well, we are going to stop there because of time. We continue next week. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? Right to feet with me. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Don't look at your mind as a natural entity or a physical organ. Look at your mind as a spiritual entity. Man, it will help you every day to seek the word of God or the renewal of your mind. So I have the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. By retention, I am born with the mind of Christ. Therefore, in the darkness that the enemy has planted in my mind, by the blood of Jesus and by his flesh, I command that darkness to disappear. In the name of Jesus Christ, my mind is free from every form of darkness that the enemy planted through ignorance. In the name of Jesus Christ, I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. I can think like Christ. I can understand like Christ. I can do things like Christ. For he has said in his word, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can think like him. I can understand like him. I can have a quick understanding like him. And in the name of Jesus, I declare right now, my mind is quickened. My mind is quickened. My mind is made alive. My mind is made alive. My mind is flooded with the life of Christ. My understanding is opened. I can understand that. In the name of Jesus, they come prostrate The same excellent spirit that was in Daniel is in me. Hallelujah. Go ahead and see it. The same excellent spirit that was in Daniel is in me. The same excellent spirit that was in Daniel that made Daniel a ruler, a prime minister in a foreign land. That same excellent spirit is in me right now. And by that spirit, I enter into my high places in God. I enter into my high places in God. I enter into my high places in God. Walking with kings, dining with kings, and fulfilling my destiny in Christ in a grand star. Hallelujah. Lift up your voice and give him thanks. Give him thanks. Give him thanks. In the name of Jesus.